Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on 1 Peter with this sermon entitled, Be Clothed with Humility, preached February 25, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 5. Be clothed with humility. Why? Well, it's the right policy. Why? God opposes the proud. When he opposes the proud, he wins and you lose. And if you are stupid, you keep on being proud. And he will destroy you. You never win when God is your enemy. Every child of Adam is a child of the devil and therefore proud and thinks he is God. And in his heart he says there is no true and living God. Every child of Adam is conceived in sin Born a sinner and practice only sin. He is arrogant. He opposes God and God's people. He will not humble himself and believe in Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the whole world. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you are arrogant. And God opposes you and he'll kill you. Eternally, sir. He will not pray the sinner's prayer. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me, a sinner. A sinner is a dead man. Dead toward God, but alive in the sewer of every form of evil you are nothing but grass and falling blossoms dying every day I said you come from the womb dying but we pretend that we are gods but because of God's great love and rich mercy He causes the elect sinners to be born again by a miracle of the Holy Spirit. As a result, he humbles himself, repents and believes in Jesus Christ. Henceforth, he follows Jesus, hearing and doing his will in humility. He, by the grace of God, works out his salvation with fear and trembling. He clothes himself with humility. He is obedient to God, the creator God, the redeemer God, the infinite, eternal, unchangeable, triune God, omnipotent, all-seeing Almighty, the only Savior, 
and the only judge of the whole world. He is obedient to this God and his delegated authorities. This true and living triune God rules this world through three basic institutions, family, church and state. In the family, children must obey parents. First commandment in terms of human relation you read today. Honor your father and mother. Children must obey parents. Wife submits to the husband. Husband submits to Christ. And give an account to him. In the church, believers submit and obey elders, overseers, pastors. Appointed by Christ. And accountable to Christ. In the state, citizens submit to God-established authority to obey the will of God. All these institutions receive Christ's authority to do his will. Honor your father and mother. God commands, little kid. And parents tell them, God commands. I said, you lose. And he wins, always. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no profit to you. John 19 verse 10 and 11. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above, from God. God judges all people who are proud and not humble themselves and obey God and his delegated authorities. Those who are born again by the Holy Spirit will humble themselves and live for God's glory and for their eternal joy. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God means the rule of God. It's not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Point number one. Younger ones 
submit to the elders. Peter addresses younger believers to submit to God-appointed elders of the church, which is stated in verse 1. It is an imperative in the Greek text. Means it is a command of the one who builds his church. Even Jesus Christ, who has received all authority in heaven and on earth. The epistle of Polycarp, Bishop of Smyrna. His epistle to the Philippians says the same thing. What does he say? He calls upon younger men to submit themselves to the presbyters, elders, and deacons. Now listen. As to God and Christ. Think about it. When you disobey your parents, your pastors, you disobey God and Christ. Because they have no authority except authority that is given to them by Christ. Why, especially the youth is addressed. They are more headstrong and strong-willed and more stubborn and have less life experience, pampered and spoiled. Psalm 25, 7, remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways according to your love. Remember me, for you are good, O Lord. There are more Cain's and Esau's than Abel and Jacob. They need to learn submission to God and his delegated authorities. They need to be tamed for their eternal good. True freedom comes when we all submit to God and his delegated authorities. And he uses a certain term repeatedly, St. Peter, that says submit. First Peter 2.13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. First Peter 2.18, slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. First Peter 3.1, wise in the same way be submissive to your husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. First Peter 3.5, 1 
For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands. 1 Peter 3.22 Who has gone into heaven, Jesus Christ, and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Everybody is in submission to him. And first Peter finally five five young men in the same way be submissive to your elders. Psalm one says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers but walk in the counsel of God in the word. Your children walking in the counsel of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his Lord doth he meditate day and night to find out what God wants him to do. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Jesus delighted in the fear of God. He submitted to God and resisted the devil in his temptation. He quoted scripture, obeyed his father and resisted the devil and the devil fled. He, Jesus Christ, was filled with the Holy Spirit and Scripture. He was controlled by them. He always obeyed his Father. He never sinned. And so we read about him in Psalm 40, verse 8. I desire to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. John 4, 34. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. John 8, 29. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. For I always do what pleases him. Number two. Second point, sir. All saints must submit. Not only younger people, but God demands all his children. Young and old, those in authority and those under authority... All who confess Jesus is Lord, be clothed with humility as they relate to one another. And Paul says the same. Ephesians 5.21 Submit to one another in the fear of Christ. All interpersonal relationships must be governed by humility, fear of God. Romans 12.10 Be devoted one another in brotherly love, honor one another, 
above yourselves. Verse 16, Romans 12, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited, arrogant. Acts 20 verse 19, I serve the Lord with great humility and with tears. Although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. In Philippians 2, 3 and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition, vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Friends, we should emulate Jesus in his humility. And so we read Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself what, sir? Nothing, nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. Jesus washed the feet of disciples. All God's people must put on the apron of humility clothed with and wash one another's feet and dry them which was the work of a slave Jesus himself did deliberately John 13 3 through 5 Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist, be clothed with humility. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Doesn't say be clothed with arrogance. Humility, sir, you are nothing. Listen, John thirteen, twelve through seventeen. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. See, Saint Peter remembers this. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, 
That is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Elders submit to all under them as parents hear and do the requests of their children. All people submit. They exercise elders, their authority to care for the sheep under their charge, feeding, guiding, protecting, comforting, and discipling. We can learn from Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 29, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The question is not who is the greatest. That's a wrong question. The question should be, who is like Jesus, the suffering servant? And Mark 10, 44 through 45, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let me tell you, proud seeks his own glory. When in truth, all glory belongs to God alone. Revelation 4.11, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. Number three, why should we submit ourselves? What's the reason? Why should we be humble and serve others? Well, let me give you one big reason. Because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You want another reason, sir? The answer should be no. This is all that matters. God always, in the Greek, opposes and destroys pharaohs who harden their hearts. He always gives grace to the humble. Syrophoenician woman and the praying publican received grace. Friends, true people of God live by grace. What is grace? Let me tell you. We merited eternal death. Grace gave us eternal life. 
We merited hell and God gave us heaven. We merited condemnation but God gave us eternal salvation. Proverbs 3.34 Peter quotes He mocks proud mockers but gives grace to the humble. What is it you need? More money? More power? More degrees? Bigger houses? What is it you need, sir? The answer is more grace. James says he gives more grace. Second Corinthians 12.9 But he said to me, my grace is what, sir? Sufficient for you. For my power, grace is power, is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. And how do you get grace? You pray, sir, in humility and in faith to our Heavenly Father. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Peter and James quotes Proverbs 3.34 Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. If God opposes the proud, who can oppose God? God always wins. Read the book of Revelation. See whether the devil won and the arrogant won. No? If God opposes the proud, who can oppose him? God always wins. Only those under authority will be placed by God in authority to rule. And you don't want to be under authority? When you are not under authority to your parents, you shouldn't get married because you have no competence to be a husband and father. And so when you date, find out whether as a daughter and as a young man, did you obey your parents? Man looks at the Outside, but God looks at the heart, sir, how much money you make. Matthew 8, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now, for I myself, a man under authority, with soldiers under me, I tell this one go, and he himself goes. We live in humility now. How? By faith 
we see God in all his glory. See, suppose you are driving and you see a police car and hear the siren. What will you do? You are all careful. And think about by faith seeing the eternal all holy God in front of you, behind you, all around you. Work out your salvation house with fear and trembling. Obedience is the only rule for the people of God who by faith see God. We are in God and God is in us. Exodus 20 verse 18 When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke they trembled with fear. How come you are not trembling with fear? And they stayed at a distance. Exodus 20 20 Moses said to the people do not be afraid God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you Always to keep you from sinning. I ask a logical question. I know we lost uh, logic and reason. Immorality prevails in this country. I ask the question, why do you sin? You don't fear God. What is God? He is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being. Wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. We don't see it. We see ourselves. Ask the God and King of the universe. Hebrews 12, 21, the sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Not just people. Moses himself was trembling with fear. This is what we should do at home, in the church, and everywhere. Seeing God invisible. And then we will work out our salvation with fear and tremble in total obedience. Exact, immediate, and joyful obedience to God. Now let me read to you this. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, what sir, every, no exception, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Fourth point, sir. Again a command. Therefore, humble yourselves. Therefore is therefore a reason. 
What is the reason, sir? God opposes. You never win by opposing God and his delegated authorities. Why, therefore, humble yourself? Why, therefore? Because God opposes the proud and he wins. The proud always, what, sir? Lose the lying and cheating and arrogant proud. He always lose. So the better policy is to humble ourselves before God. Tremble and obey. Look above. And by faith see the mighty hand of God. His hand, his almighty hand, defeated Pharaoh, dried up the Red Sea, drowned the Egyptian army, killed all murmuring Israelites, and dried up the overflowing Jordan, and defeated all the armies in Canaan. And he still does. Sir, humility before God is the best policy. Why don't you go home and practice that? Number five, God lifts up all who are humble. Joseph became prime minister. Three Hebrews delivered from fire and were promoted. Daniel delivered from lion's den and promoted. He lifts you up in his time. Wait for him. Don't murmur. Praise him. He will lift you up even in this life and especially when Jesus comes again. Even now we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 6, and God raised us up with Christ and what's a seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. Is that true, sir? Yes. God the Father exalted his son who humbled himself to accomplish our redemption. He was crucified, died and buried, but God raised him up on the third day. Acts 2, 32 and 33, God raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father, the promised Holy Spirit hand has poured out what you now see and hear. Friends, he did not forget his son. And he does not forget his humble saints either. In due time, he will exalt us. So Peter counsels us. Point number six, to cast our cares upon him. Cast. Throw something to someone 
Who is the someone? Our God. Our burden bearer. It's a single act. A deliberate act. An act which requires effort and focusing. An act of faith. And he tells us all our burdens. Cast all our burdens. Our worries, our fears, our cares, our anxieties. To the Father. In Jesus name. In prayer sir. As Hezekiah did. Remember the story sir. He got a letter from Sennacherib the great king. And he went to the temple. And prayed. Lord you have a letter here. And he spread it out. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Psalm 55, 22. And this is what Hezekiah said. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord, spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, casting his Burdens upon the Lord. Did the Lord do anything about it? And the Lord sent one angel. Killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Sennacherib went home and his sons killed him. As he worshipped idol God. In the temple of Nisroch. Cast your cares on the Lord. And he will sustain you. He will never. Let the righteous fall. Jesus said the same thing sir. Matthew 6.25. Therefore I tell you. Do not worry about your life. 628, why do you worry about clothes? So do not worry saying what shall we eat. Matthew 634, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. And he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what sir? All these things shall be added unto you. Your job is to tell God your problem. And his job is to care for you. That is seventh point. Reason. Why should I cast my cares on the Lord in prayer? The reason is to him in the Greek. To him is the care for you. To him. He cares for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. Sir, listen. He sleeps not. He does not slumber. He always sees our needs and provides Jehovah Jireh. He is our good shepherd. Our Savior.
our Lord, our King who defeated all his enemies. To him belongs all authority and power. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He rules his universe right now, sir. Now, you don't want to believe it? And you know, people have worries and fears and burdens. And I am addressing to each one of you. God is speaking through this scripture, through me, to you. To put into your hard head. Don't worry. Pray. He cares for you. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. All the burdens, you bring it and give it to God. And he will take care of it. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you to fight the battles. Pillar of fire, pillar of cloud with us always. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. You're still not convinced? Philippians 4.6 and 7 Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 1, 8-11 through 11. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. We thought we were going to die. But this happened that we might not what's a rely on ourselves, trust in ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Spiritual logic, sir. Genesis 22:8. Abraham answered his son Isaac. He has a question. Young man has a question. We have everything for sacrifice except the lamb. He didn't know the lamb was Isaac himself. Abraham answered his son. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. 
And God provided a ram caught in the thicket. And God's only begotten son as our redeemer. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will prosper you. Let me give you a final example. Let me tell you, the proud never humbles or prays. The final example is a synagogue ruler came to Jesus to cast his care of his dead 12-year-old little girl, his daughter. He cast his care upon Jesus. And let me read to you, while he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, Now listen, my daughter has just died. But come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him. He raised the 12-year-old girl from death. Jesus raised her up from death as he raised the dead son of the widow of Nain. As Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. He cares for us. The proof, he died to redeem us. He never stops Caring for us in life. He never stops caring for us in life, in death, and forever and ever. Amen. Friends, saints, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for his people. By his wounds we are told by St. Peter, we are healed. I say healed now and healed forever and ever. May God help us to cast our cares upon the Lord. Heavenly Father, help your people right now to cast all the cares upon the Lord. Tell them that he lives and he governs and he rules and he sees your burdens and he cares for them. Lord, you are truth. You can never lie. Help us to put our faith in Jesus Christ. Help us to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Saved everyone. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, 
to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.